everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, and insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to show 364 Aussie Mac Zone. I'm just waiting for the OK. Yeah, and so no Zander night, so it'll be a nice quick show for you. Uh, he's feeling a bit off. So, 364, our Aussie Apple ramblings this week. So we've got the iPhone 11 display module replacement program for touch issues. Apple has determined that a small percentage of iPhone 11 displays may stop responding to touch due to an issue with the display module affected devices were manufactured between November 2019 and May 2020. Apple or an authorised service provider will replace the module on eligible devices free of charge. Just get the iPhone serial number, so you go into settings and general, um, and head to the website in the show notes. Uh, it's a support.apple.com site, and you'll see... Uh, you just enter your serial number and see if you're one of the ones that um, have a problem. Now, our second story. Uh, let's see where we're going to tonight. was a mess mucked up wasn't it hang on i'll just go back to the beginning because i was still muted so apple accessibility website gets major revamp makes something wonderful the nine to five mac reports the apple accessibility website has been given a major revamp in a move praised by tech reporter Stephen Aquino who said that it captures their institutional love for accessibility as a thing. Uh, Apple heads the page with the invitation to make something wonderful. Built-in features that work the way you do, make them yours and make you and make your something wonderful. The page itself uses large high contrast copy to describe the access accessibility features in Apple products. Apple highlights key features uh, in four categories. Vision, mobility, hearing, and cognitive. In vision, for example, Apple describes the magnifier to help read smaller print, the ability to set large, larger system text, voiceover to read text aloud and provide an auditory description of visuals, speech selection to read aloud highlighted text, and audio descriptions on Apple TV. 
So, sorry about that little muck up in the beginning. I'll sort that out. So, the court dismisses the lawsuit claiming Apple sign-in with Apple infringed patents. Well, we've had sign-in with Facebook and sign-in with Google for ages, so I don't know <laughs> why it would be infringing a patent. But anyway, uh, so... 9 to 5 Mac again, a court has dismissed a lawsuit claiming that the sign-in with Apple feature launched as part of iOS 13 infringed a patent held by Blue Mail developer Blix. The court also rejected a second claim that the App Store suppresses competition with Apple's own iPhone apps. Now, there's a bit more. So, Bloomberg Law reports... Stark also dismissed patent infringement claims related to a signal claim in Blix's patent for Bluemail that was central to the party's briefings. A two-step process set out in 2012 by the US Supreme Court in Mayo Collaborative Services versus Prometheus Laboratories should be used to determine whether an idea is patent eligible, Stark said. The challenge claim relies on the abstract idea of using a proxy to facilitate anonymous communications. Stark said the claim doesn't fall under an exception to patent eligibility that allows for abstract ideas to be patented if they describe a unique and inventive concept, he wrote. Stark declined, <laughs> Stark declined to decide the eligibility of other claims in the Blue Mail patent and directed the parties to confer before informing the court whether additional motions regarding other claims will be filed. There has been growing concern about overly broad patent claims and companies claiming ownership of extremely generic and obvious concepts. Apple has been the most popular target for patent trials and others trying to claim infringement of such patents. Fortunately, the court in this case sided with common sense. Blix was equally unsuccessful with its argument that Apple engaged in monopoly-like behaviour in favouring its own apps over third-party competitors. The U.S. District Court for the District, District of Delaware dismissed the antitrust claims without prejudice, concluding Blix failed to plead direct or indirect evidence of Apple's monopoly power or anti-competitive con conduct in violation of the Sherman Act. And there is more on the link in the show notes. Uh, I've just got to press another button over here. There might be any gaming tonight. But we do have a couple of little entertainment stories. If I just go over to here, where we go here, and I go chat. <coughs> Pardon me there, everybody. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Apple reveals most popular books, podcasts of the year, including first ever show of the year. Apple... 2020 is thankfully coming to a close and Apple has shared some handy collections for what it considers the best content from this year. The lists include the most popular podcasts, books, audio books and more like biggest shows of 2020 and in a first Apple Podcasts has named a show of the year with the honour going to NPR's Code Switch. Apple shared the news on Twitter and across its podcasts and bookcasts, books apps in the browse sections. Check out all the lists below with the links to the best content. Now, I've only looked at the US one so far, but I will see if we do have an Australian one. And uh, we'll do that next year. Uh, next week, sorry. <laughs> Show of the year 2020 
Code Switch by NPR. As for Apple Podcast First Ever Show of the Year Award, here's a summary of what to expect from Code Switch if you haven't listened yet. It's a powerful, important show, particularly in our current climate. Code Switch has been a leader in dissecting race, identity and culture for seven years, reaching listeners around the world and over the summer. Following the global reckoning of racial injustice, the show skyrocketed to the top of Apple podcast charts. In each episode, co-hosts Sheeran Marossal Maraji and Jean Demby and the Code Switch team explore the subject of race head-on and how it impacts every part of society, from pol- politics and pop culture to history, sports and everything in between. Recent episodes include a decade of watching black people die, Puerto Rico, Island of Racial Harmony, when xenophobia spreads like a virus, and what's in a Karen. Apple Books Best Book of the Year. So I'll read five of them. Pardon me again, just while I cough, I'll just hit the mute button again. The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett, 28 Summers by Ellen Hildebrand, or Long Bright River, Liz Moore, Deep State, Chris Hordy. Now, also we've got uh, the next lot were Apple Best Audio Books of the Year, and Open Book by Jessica Simpson, Memorial Drive, Natasha Trithaway, Upstream, Dan Heath, and Vanishing Heart, Britt Bennett. Then we've got the next lot. Uh, come back a bit, sorry. Apple Podcast, bigger the sh- Biggest Shows of 2020. Stuff You Should Know by iHeartRadio. This American Life. The Daily by New York Times. Crime Junkie by Audio Chuck. And my favourite murder with Karen Kilgariff and George Hardshack. Then we've got Biggest New Shows of 2020. Unlocking Us with Brene Brown. Nice White Parents by New York Times and Serial. Counterclock by Audio Chuck. Red Ball by Audio Chuck. Smart Less with Will Arnett, Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes. Apple Podcasts, our favourites this year. California Love by LAist and KPCC. Canary by The Washington Post. Dying for Sex by Wandery. Fancy by Maximum Fun. So there's a whole list of nice new shows for us to watch. Uh, So yeah, there's a link in the show notes for everything. And I've got a pick for this one. Yes, I do. Apple TV Plus. For All Mankind Mission Patch Set, signed by Ronald Moore, launched for second season. So also starting on December 4, the popular sci-fi drama series For All Mankind returns to Apple TV Plus with season 2. February 19... 2021, a genius marketing campaign has launched. So hang on. Uh, 
I didn't think that. I don't think it launches till February 19. A genius marking counter launched ahead of the season premiere that includes a new mission patch set autographed by the legendary Ronald Moore. Most missions to space in the real world are commemorated with unique patches that include key aspects of the mission. That's what people behind this For All Mankind patch set are honouring. Each mission patch is created for fictional missions that occur in the second season of the alternative history sci-fi series. The set includes 19 different patches, each one measuring at least 3.5 inches and made from a combination of cotton and polyester. On the back of each patch is an iron-on material, making it easier to attach them to things like clothing or bags. To top it all off, the tin holds the patches in are autographed by Ronald Moore, the show's creator and writer. The Alt History Mission patch set should make for a great holiday gift for space enthusiasts and Apple fans alike. The tin includes Apple TV Plus branding as well. Space Explored founder and managing editor Zach Hall had the opportunity to chat with former NASA NASA astronaut Garrett Reisman, a consult on For All Mankind, on 9 to 5 Max Happy Hour podcast. Reisman was interviewed on the podcast to talk about what it's like working behind the scenes on the show, as well as being an astronaut. So there are only 100 sets available, and you will need to know someone in the US or Canada because that appears to be the only place they'll ship to. But you can contact them at iconheroes.com and maybe they will post them to Australia. Uh, but yeah, they might be worth contacting. But I'd probably get in quick because I said there is only 100 sets available. Now, uh, yep. Something new for the new iOSs iPhone 8 and later now support 1080p FaceTime calls with iOS 14.2. 9 to 5 Mac again. It turns out Apple included a stealthy update with iOS 14.2 that didn't appear in the release notes. With the latest public release, iPhone 8 and later have gained support for 1080p FaceTime HD video calls on Wi-Fi and for iPhone 12 on 5G and Wi-Fi. Discovered by Mac Magazine via Google Translate, Apple didn't detail the upgrade in resolution for FaceTime calls that has arrived for all iPhones all the way back to iPhone 8. However, it looks like the support came with the public release of 14.2. After some digging, Mac Magazine noticed Apple quietly updated the specs page for devices like the iPhone XR shortly after 14.2 debuted in November. And going further, Apple highlights the FaceTime HD support, its iPhone comparison tool, the iPhone 8 and later offering high-res support over Wi-Fi. The only advantage of the iPhone 12 lineup when it comes to FaceTime HD is support for the resolution over both Wi-Fi and 5G. Mac Magazine notes in its test that the improvement to the FaceTime HD on supported phones is quite noticeable. For now, FaceTime HD is not supported on the iPad. So, uh, that's good, and it is noticeable when you're doing uh, 1080p. So, yeah. Now, don't forget, things when we're stuck indoors, for those of us stuck indoors, remember to enjoy your kids and 
or your pets that are also stuck at home going mental as we know now what about <coughs> pardon me there's a video that details arm windows virtualization on m1 max nearly two times faster performance than on the surface pro 10 or surface pro x Znet reports last week we saw the first successful virtualization of ARM Windows 10 on an M1 Mac. The good news is that it even appeared to be pretty snappy. Now we've got a look at a helpful walkthrough and a peek at real-world performance in a new video, including the M1 Mac, mine, M1 Mac Mini blowing away Microsoft Surface Pro 10. Alexander Graff was the first to successfully run an ARM Windows virtualization on an M1 Mac. He used the QEMU open source machine emulator and an in insider preview of Winzos. Now, based on the work by Graph, there's a new build of the open source ACVM launcher by Chaos Tian and three others that works with QEMU to run ARM Windows on ARM Max. Uh, so, how to run ARM Windows on M1 Max? YouTuber Martin Noble shared a useful video of the process to run ARM Windows virtualization on Apple Silicon, as well as a real-world look at the overall impressive performance, considering it's an unofficial workaround. Impressively, the Martin's M1 Mac Mini benchmark much higher than Microsoft Surface Pro X, almost doubling the single-core score and coming in almost 2,000 times higher in the multi-core store. Sure, it's not a desktop-like Mac Mini, but you can get about the same performance from the 999 M1 MacBook Air, a closer competitor to the 999 Surface Pro. So that's something I'm looking forward to trying when my MacBook Air finally turns up. I wish I knew how long it was going to be. I have ordered it from a company that I do work with. So iPhone zero-click Wi-Fi export. Exploit is one of the most breathtaking hacks ever. Ars Technica reports, memory corruption bug in the iOS kernel that gave attackers remote access to the entire device over Wi-Fi with no user interaction required at all. Oh, and exploits were wormable, meaning radio proximity exploits could spread from one nearby device to another. Once again, with no user interaction needed. The Wi-Fi packet of death exploit was devised by Ian Beer, a researcher at Project Zero, Google's vulnerability research arm. In a 30,000-word post published on Tuesday afternoon, Beer described the vulnerability and the proof-of-concept exploit he spent six months developing single-handedly. Almost immediately, fellow security researchers took notice. Beware of dodgy Wi-Fi packets. This is a fantastic piece of work. Chris Evans, a semi-retired security researcher and executive and founder of Project Zero, said in an interview, it really is pretty serious. The fact you don't have to really interact with your phone for this to be set off on your is really quite scary. The attack is just you walking along, the phone in your pocket, and over Wi-Fi, someone just worms in with some dodgy Wi-Fi packets. Biz attack worked by exploiting a buffer overflow bug in a driver for AWDL, an Apple proprietary mesh networking protocol that makes things like AirDrop work. Because, because drivers reside in the kernel, one of the most privileged parts of the operating system, the AWDL floor had the potential for serious hacks. 
Now, because AWD or passes Wi-Fi packets, exports can be transmitted over the air with no indication that anything is amiss. Now, there is more in the Ask Technica article. I'll link in the show notes. <laughs> Sorry. Say hi to the boys. Hide my voice. Hi to the boys. Hi, hi. Oh. Sorry. Say hi to the boys. Yeah. <laughs> hi, Kellyanne. Hello, my beautiful grandchildren listening to me. Very, very good. It's only a short little one because daddy's sick. So our Apple product announcement, a tip for December 8. What to expect. A leaked Apple Care memo suggests that there could be a hardware announcement from Apple soon. Now, I never saw the memo, so so Tom's Tom's guide reports maybe there's one more one more thing coming from Apple in 2020. According to a new leak of an internal Apple memo, the company has told service providers that Apple Care changes will be coming next Tuesday, December 8. These sorts of changes, as MacRumors reported, have historically coincided with product announcements. And this time, the, the time will be 8.30 a.m. ET. So that's Eastern time, which is about 10.30 Pacific time in America. That's about the same time Apple has announced some previous products via a press release without an event attached. So what could Apple possibly be announcing on December 8 after three big events this year that saw the launch of the Watch 6, the iPhone 12, the MacBook Air M1? Our bet is on new AirTags, which I can't wait for, as I've stated in other shows, a new kind of product product tracker that leverages ultra-wideband to help locate your items. We've heard that AirTags will work with an augmented uh, reality app as well. However, it's possible we could also see the launch of Apple's first over-the-ear headphones in the AirPods Studio. The AirPods Studio are expected to offer active noise cancelling and challenge the very best headphones from Sony and Bose. Other leaks point to swappable parts and retro-like design for the headphones. We've also been hearing rumours about a new Apple TV 4K, which may come with a new gaming controller to better take advantage of a wide range of titles available on Apple Arcade. You can also count on a faster new Bionic chip inside. Now, if this rumour is legit, then we will bring you all the news as it happens next Tuesday. There will likely be a virtual event at this stage. The products will just appear in the Apple newsroom and the Apple Store stay tuned and of course we'll give you as information as soon as we can it's very hard to know what to do with this so don't forget the show notes link each week on the show upload um, the link being this week https aussiemaxzone.com.au forward slash amz364 and you can get the last six weeks show notes there. You can email Michael Orzan and wish him all the best at aussiemaxzone.com.au. You can just search for Aussie Max Zone on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or whatever cast player you use. And don't forget Apple News. So if there's anything, we will put it in an Apple News on the, on the morning that it happens. 
And that'll be Wednesday morning Australian time. Don't forget. Now, thanks to our supporters, you, our listeners. And because I would normally say over to Zahn for the sign-off, I can't do that now. So, Zahn, get better from all of us. Take it easy. And everybody, have fun. Thank you very, 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 very much. And here we go. Back over to here. It's hard on your own when you can't distract people. Thanks, everybody.